Good afternoon, good morning, and good evening, wherever you may be listening from. Welcome back to another episode of Cheeky Chip Chat, the first episode uh, since the return of wider football around the top five leagues in Europe, with the exception, of course, of Ligoon, who have decided not to return, which is unfortunate. Uh, but uh, we, of course, will have plenty of games to cover for you with the return of Serie A, uh, La Liga, obviously the Bundesliga, and now the Premier League. Uh, this week, of course, we are going to be covering Tottenham versus Manchester United primarily, but we'll also talk a little bit about uh, the match that happened a couple days ago, uh, Manchester City hosting Arsenal at the Etihad. So without further ado, let's get into it. So, Paul, uh, where would you like to start? Um, oh, well, let's start with how have you been? How have you been? It's been a couple weeks. We took a couple weeks off. Um, it has. How have you been? It's, I've been good, man. Uh, school year ended, so uh, it's all football, though. You know, I'm loving the fact that we're going to have a summer of football, but not the one we were expecting. Because, mm-hmm. of course, we we're expecting Euros this summer, and I love the Euros. I know you're not too into it. Inter- international football here i i, uh, I, but... I see it, it during the summer international football doesn't bother me as much because it's not getting in the way of club competition and it's just something to watch it, it kind of whets the appetite for football when international football really bothers me is when we play like we start like breaking up the season to like play international games and friendlies that's when i start to really get uh testy about it but uh i understand i understand uh but we're gonna have a summer of football one way or another and we're going to have actual premier league uh and uh bundesliga action and la liga of course Don't forget la liga um and i'm excited about it um i'm excited for the premier league to be back mm-hmm. that was a lot of fun on wednesday um do you want to certainly right one, certainly it? one way to put it uh, but, uh, actually we'll talk uh-huh. about that uh-huh. we'll talk about that in the news segment that i'll give that shout out um how, how have you been how have you been i've been fine i've been i've been perfectly fine um you know, continuing the work from home life, uh, everything's starting to, you know, tentatively open back up. So making a few more forays out into the open, of course, maintaining social distancing, uh, wearing a mask, um, you know, as much as you can, as much as possible. Um, but yeah, I mean, starting to get a little bit more, a little bit more back out there, gradually ease things back into, uh, you know, a world that will has been changed forever, but try to get a little bit more back into the to, to the swing of things. Nice, very nice. Now, are you a homemade mask kind of guy, or are you a uh, you know a professionally bought mask kind of guy? Now, I have a mask that we ordered, um, but uh, I also am there is there are people in my household who are working on homemade masks. You know, with uh, you know fancy patterns on the thing. I mean, you know, you got to wear a mask. You might as well look good. You might as well wear something that you want to wear. You know, so. I mean, trying it out, you know, it's, 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 the mask will be, you know, again, part of our lives for the foreseeable future um, until until things change considerably. So, you know, that's just that's just how it shakes out. How about you? Are you are you yeah. wearing a, are you rocking a homemade mask? Yeah, I, I like I like me some homemade masks um, and we've been making them uh, ourselves. Um, socks, old shirts, um, you know, really cool patterns the way they've been coming out and you're absolutely right it gives you a, you kind of a, a, a little je ne sais quoi you mm-hmm. know what i mean 
Well, I mean, because you, uh, you can't you can't show off your you know your face. So I mean, you better you got to rock something that shows people exactly, who you are, exactly what you stand for. You know, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's exactly. It's, it's Great point, phenomenal point. So, yeah, man. Uh, thanks, man. <laughs> you want to get into it's it? It's been good. Yeah, let's get into it. All uh, right. Do you want to just uh, yeah, let's get into it? I'll play the deep fried intro, even though we're not going to jump right into the deep fried game. All right, Paul, uh, the floor is yours as, uh, un- unfortunately I missed the game on, on Wednesday. I did see the highlights. I caught a little bit of it. Uh, but, uh, Paul, as someone who bore witness to the full, um, sort of spectacle, if we want to call it that, that was the game on Wednesday, I mean, wrought with some horrific injuries, some injuries early on in the game, forcing some substitutions, some interesting refereeing decisions, fitness levels. The floor is yours to just kind of talk about whatever it is from this thing that happened on Wednesday that you wanna that you wanna cover. Well, yeah, um, I appreciate that, man. And I guess the first place we should all we should all start first of all, Ro, was the awesome uh, the the uh, the respect paid to both the NHS and Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. Um, at the very beginning of these games, uh, not just the Arsenal Manchester city game, but all the games this weekend, um, as well as, uh, well, what was the first game? Aston Villa and, uh, um, Sheffield oh, United Sheffield. Right. Yeah. Uh, so that was a, that was a really nice, uh, thing to see. Um, and absolutely with that movement, black lives matter. Um, so yeah, let's just jump into the actual game. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, how far have we fallen, Raul? <laughs> How far have we fallen? You know, before so he- you before you get into it, I will say you can be forgiven for thinking that you'd get something out of this game because I mean, but I mean, when we take I have so much time away from football, and I suffered from this today, where you know you get a little cocky about your team. You know, you haven't seen a play in a while. You haven't seen what they're capable of. You haven't seen all of the things that you know may actually be problems with the team. You haven't seen that for a while. You, you get very caught up in the romanticized version of your team that you create in your head that say that essentially we can you know defeat anybody. Uh, so you could be forgiven for for thinking that going into this game, and I don't blame you. Yeah, I was very kind of cocky, especially, I, you know, I kept thinking back to the Star Wars uh, scene where Darth Vader and Obi-Wan face off, and uh, Darth Vader's all like, last time we met, uh, I was only the apprentice, now I am the master, and Obi-Wan just looks at him and just goes, only a master of evil, Darth. <laughs> and that's exactly what it felt like with Arteta and Pep Guardiola and I was you know I was like this is you know we know what they're gonna do it almost works gonna... out dude because Arsenal wear red and City exactly. wear like blue you know the lightsaber you know it almost works out exactly except for Pep rewrote history and Obi-Wan killed Darth Vader in that scene <laughs> and it was wild <laughs> the end <laughs> we don't need we don't need two more movies plus a sequel yep. trilogy that we're not gonna talk about but you know I mean we don't we don't need all the all the rest of the episode four just ends right there. Exactly. So yeah, I was just, I'm upset. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go off. I've been very calm about this now that I've collected my thoughts, but I'm upset because just how far have Arsenal fallen? You know, 
it, it hurts me to say because you know me, Raul. I'm very optimistic about my team. Uh, usually overly optimistic about our chances, especially <laughs> this season. I was very over, over optimistic. But I mean, um, as a fan, you have that right to expect such things from your team, right? I mean, I, I don't blame Yeah. You. I mean, I understand that. Yeah. But here we are sitting in ninth place, only five <laughs> points behind you. I just want to say in Manchester <laughs> yeah, United gonna, sitting in I'm, fifth place. I'm laughing, in that but I mean, it's spot. not. Yeah, yeah. It's not. <laughs> so it's not the end of the world yet. We got nine games to go. We play Brighton this weekend. But just, I remember watching Arsenal in these big games and not having to worry, you know, not having to worry about getting completely dismantled. And here's the thing. Way back when we talked about uh, Dortmund and Schalke, right? Mm -hmm. And we were like, well, both teams had the exact same amount of time to prep for this, right? It all happens to do like how much work they put into it. And Schalke was completely wiped off the table by Dortmund. And that's exactly what happened in this game too. Arsenal had the exact same amount of time and they're not even a small club. They have facilities. They have all the money they need to put into this training, into making sure their players are fit and it was just not even comparable role every time Willock got the ball sock got the ball and Kenny at the ball they couldn't make a move forward because it was just so slow at any time it would be either a uh, sterling mares on them or walker and mendy just completely destroying the uh the arsenal attack and they didn't make any any kind of uh a headway into it they only had three shots and not even on target no shots on Correct me if I'm wrong. Granit Xhaka did get injured at the beginning of this game, right? Yeah. I mean... Do you think that was a result of fitness or was that just unlucky? I think probably it was a result of fitness. If not that one, definitely Pablo Mari. Yeah. Uh, I definitely think uh, that was definitely fitness. And you know what? He's now out for the season. Oh, wow. I saw a report today. Yeah, he's out for the season. Now... That means different things in you know this time because I feel like that's only that could only be a month and that's the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. So um so that's how much wait, first of all, that's how much injuries matter right now. Because even if it's a small ankle thing, but he's out for a month, that's the entire because season. There's so much fixture congestion because everybody's playing two league games every week. Exactly. It's yeah. It's gonna be so, crazy. It's upsetting. Because now we are probably, if with this news, probably going to be forced to give David Luiz a new contract. I'm thinking, and he wants. What I'm hearing is he wants two years, which is definitely not going to happen. I think it's either between not renewing it at all or one year, which is what I'm hearing Arsenal wants to offer David Luiz right now. And Raúl, you're absolutely right. Thinking about the injuries, it definitely threw our game off. Like I definitely don't think Arteta meant to use two stoppages with of the allotted three they still get. Uh, in the first 25 minutes of the game. But even after that, it was really came down to David Luiz's just poor, poor, poor performance yeah. in this game. And maybe that's a good thing. Like, maybe there's a bright side to that. That that was the only thing that really uh, capitulated. But, yeah, exactly. But looking at this Arsenal lineup, Joe Willick, Eddie Nketiah, you know, they're just not I Saka's our best prospect, and I don't even think Saka's there as a Premier League starter yet. And putting this side up against um a team like Manchester City, especially when you have Brighton on the weekend, so what are you really worried about? This is a Brighton squad right here. And here we are playing Manchester City. We 
have the manager who knows how to beat Manchester City because he used to coach for Manchester City. And here we are just getting wiped off the table because either we're unprepared or we just do not have the depth to kind of fight against the top six sides like that. Now put yourself in Mikel Arteta's shoes, right? Mm-hmm. I know I know that, you know, managers can be fans of clubs, especially if they played for them. You know, I, I promise Ollie's a fan of, you know, United, Manchester United. I know he is. I'm sure Arteta feels the same way about Arsenal, given that he played there. Um, so put yourself in Arteta's shoes, but kind of think of it more from the manager's perspective now, right? So you're Mikel Arteta. You know that you have to cover however many points to get yourself back in the conversation for, you know, top four, whatever it is. Because, you know, it's it's like you said, you're not that far behind fifth place. So, yeah. um, and if City get a ban, fifth place will get Champions League. So, I mean, you're 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 just not out of the race yet, right? And so you're looking at these two games that you have, where you have Brighton and you have Man City. So sure, you could put out a stronger team against Man City, but do you not think it's more prudent to put out a weaker team against Man City, knowing that the chance of you getting a result if you were to put out a stronger team is you know, diminish just because of the quality that Manchester City have and the disparity, the, the, the gap. Um, and just say, you know what, we'll take the L here, but we'll make sure that we get those points on, on the weekend against Brighton. That thought process, you know, I can definitely get behind that. However, here are our next three games, Brighton, Southampton, Sheffield. Now, Southampton's always been historically a tough game for us, for some, for Arsenal, at least for some reason. Um, but in Sheffield, uh, you're you might be onto something there, Roll. I mean, everyone's watching. I heard this is the the most watched Premier League game in three years. You know, this is you know restarting, especially from a brand perspective. You're gonna want to put. I mean, that that hurt so many eyes watching Arsenal. You know, lose like that. That's terrible for branding, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I I I understand where he was coming from. Uh lineup was more a, a factor of being uh part of um you know he just wanted more lively uh you know attackers to track back because i will say this about eddie and Kedia willick and Saka, they'll at least track back and do the work even if the, the work itself is not necessarily up to snuff yet um but i i think i think we got it wrong this time around and i think yeah I mean, we Pepe, Pepe didn't even come in. You know what's what's going on with that? Obviously, Lacazette and Ceballos made an impact when they came in, but not enough, man. I, it was poor, poor on my. I think it was a poor on uh, Arteta's part. That's fair. I mean, that's fair. And again, from a fan's perspective, you never like to see your team lose like that. And from a manager's perspective, you really should never go into a game expecting to lose. Um, and to put out a team like that is just kind of not putting yourself in the best position, but. From a, a long-term management point of view, maybe um, he can be excused for that. But I mean, we'll see. Again, is he's still early in his early in his tenure, so I don't want to, you know, lambast him too not, hard. Not too worried. Not too worried yeah. on that on that front. Yep. Okay. Um, so with that, uh, that is the that's Arsenal City. Um, and uh, if we want to move on to today's game, my word. Uh, let's, uh, let's head, let's head into the game that we're going to, we're going to go a little bit deeper into, even though we went pretty deep into <laughs> City Arsenal. Let's go into, uh, Tottenham Manchester United. So, um, lineup wise from Spurs, Paul, any surprises? I know we were, we were talking during the game. You had a couple things you want to point out. 
Yeah, um, not really too surprised about too much. Uh, surprised to see both Jan Vertonghen and Toby Alderweireld um, on the bench. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been surprised if one of them was and one of them wasn't. But um, instead, Mo chose uh, Eric Dyer to play center back, and that was very interesting. Mm-hmm. And it proved costly in the end, as we uh, will get to. Mm-hmm. Um, but he had a you know, wicked little mohawk thing going on there. Uh, best best shot of the game from him. Mm-hmm. Um, but he also made a really good save at, at one point as well. So uh, I thought it was a very interesting choice from Mourinho to play Eric Dyer. I don't know if it was because he was the most fit. I don't know. Uh, I, we were both talking, right? And you were we were both saying that Jose Mourinho clearly likes Eric Dyer, right? He's his kind of player, um, big head and whatnot. Uh, so <laughs> I'll put it out there. Oh, I'm not afraid. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, so uh, I thought that was the most interesting move from uh, uh, from. Uh, what, what were your thoughts on the Spurs lineup? I had the same 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 uh, same surprise. Um, Eric Dyer. I had initially thought that uh, it was between uh, Winks and Dyer to play as that second CDM. I had assumed that one of Toby and uh, Jan Vertonghen would have uh, been in the in the center back slot alongside Davinson Sanchez because I just assumed he'd have Davinson Sanchez in there for his, his pace and physicality. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, Eric Lamella, like what a game from him. Like I, I, I did not, I did not expect that. I really didn't. I was like, Oh, Lamella is going to be there. And you know, he's, you know, he's, he's a guy, he's a guy. Um, but, uh, the Jose Mourinho effect. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. I mean, he's really playing himself back into the side. If you taking advantage of some, uh, some injuries slash suspensions and, uh, definitely making the most of it, I would say, uh, from a United perspective, before we go further into yeah, no, Spurs, yeah. I just wanted to say um, I almost perfectly called the lineup and formation with the exception of uh, McTominay playing over Nemanja Matic just because Nemanja Matic has played, you know, quite well uh, prior to the uh, prior to the break, even though, you know, I've talked a lot of crap about him in the past. Um, he, he had been playing pretty well. Um doing a good job shielding the back for all of that good stuff. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was interesting to see uh, Scott McTominay um, after that uh, glorious goal in the derby uh, gifted with a, uh, a start back in the side uh, against Spurs. So I was, uh, I was very intrigued. But the rest of the lineup was pretty much exactly the same as what we played in the derby. A little Scottish blood for you, right? <laughs> he's a Scot, right? He's Scottish. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's Scottish, yeah. Scott I'm almost positive. Yeah, then I was very excited. Um, my I was just obviously not a fan of both of these teams, so the result was perfect. Um, <laughs> but I was excited to see Marcus Rashford back. I hear I hear he's been doing phenomenal work mm-hmm. off off the field. Mm-hmm. Um, with uh, you know, with I believe COVID nineteen and you know Black Lives Matter. Um, and and I don't know yeah. if we were going to go into this. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Marcus Rashford, not only with the um, oh, with meals, right? Yeah, meals. that's what I'm talking about. Yes, yes, yes. yes not yes, only with sorry, the, not only with it. the Black Lives Matter, not just with the with the COVID thing, which are two very important things that are that are going on right now, but also 
of course, with uh, ensuring that um, yes. all you know the the kids in the kids in England continue to get uh, to continue to get meals, especially with more and more households, you know, losing people losing jobs, things like that. It's just important to just make sure these kids are still being fed. Like you know, that's that's yeah. just a good thing to do, especially and apparently, apparently he. I don't know if he was on the program or he like you know was very close to being on the program um, himself when he was growing up. Um, you know, just recognizing that like you know you can use the platform, um, positive positive change, uh, and uh, you know making definitely making a difference. So you know, big ups to him. I, I he's I've liked him ever since I, I watched that uh, him come on burst onto the scene against Midtjylland, however many years ago that was. Um, and uh, I've, I've really liked him as a player. And uh, off the pitch, he's definitely doing some really good stuff. Yeah, so I was excited to see him play, except you were bigging him up before the game too, and it got me all excited. I was like, oh, Marcus Rashford's going to play. Yeah. Maybe a hat trick first since Alex Ferguson yeah, left. Yeah. I'm not just going to throw that in there. Yeah. Um, Harry Kane's playing, Youngman's son. I was just very excited to see all these players back. You know, I'm, I'm just excited that soccer's back. Uh, so... It was a very fun kind of lineup to see going into the game because it got me real pumped. Shall we get into the game? Yeah, I mean, we can get into the game and talk about how it was kind of like a roller coaster, just letting your expectations just kind of go. <laughs> you notice how it trailed off there at the end? It's because yeah, yeah, yeah. it just fell into an nope. abyss. Um, well, so well, one thing I want to point out, right? Mm-hmm. We play a four-two-three-one formation. And I, first of all, I don't want this to turn into an attack on Daniel James because kids still very young came out of the championship first season, has played way more games and minutes than probably he expected to, and probably that they wanted him to in his first season. Um, but he's stepped in. He's done a decent job in the, most of the games that he's he's been asked to play in. Um, but, uh, you know, again, still young, still adjusting to the league, a little inconsistent, um, not a great showing from him today. Um, and it was very evident when we were attacking, like we'd win the ball back. So Spurs would counterattack, right? United would win the ball back defensive midfield, look to ping a long ball into a striker running in behind, right? Either Dan James, Martial or Marcus Rashford. Problem is... Dan James unable to occupy the right spaces and find, you know, or, or the, you know, the people who, who got the ball were unable to find him running down the right wing. So essentially all the passes were diagonals down the left wing. And so what happened was eventually the Spurs defender started to read it. And before the pass was played, the defender's already reading the flight of the ball and ready to intercept it. Whereas if the attack was more balanced, and this is a problem we've had all season where the attack is very left side. I mean, we've had it for the last few years because we just don't have a right-sided attacker. Um, and so what happens is left-hand side gets really uh, gets gets really congested. Um, you know, defenders start to read it, and then it just it becomes too easy to defend, and that's that's really what happens. And then you have poor Aaron Juan Visaka out there on the on the right-hand side. He finally gets forward, and he has very little support because there's no world-class right-sided attacker. So everybody just swamps Aaron Juan Visaka, getting double-teamed out there, um, just kind of hung out to dry. No, I, I think you're absolutely right with that. Dan James did not have – he lost his head a little bit there, mm-hmm. um, especially. Uh, I thought – you were very impressed with Ben Davies, though. I so. was impressed with Ben Davies, yes, because even – because the, the times that they did find Dan James, and there were a couple. I'm not going to say we never found Dan James. But the times that Dan James did get the ball and was able to run through, 
I mean, the problem the problem is Dan James is really relies on his pace. That's like his main attribute is he's fast. And Ben Davis is rapid too, turns out. Uh, in terms of his really awesome work rate. Um, and he ran Dan James down every single time. Um, so Dan James wasn't able to get into free few several acres of space and then, you know, cross it. It wasn't, wasn't like that. Yeah, I mean... From the Manchester United side, like I said, I was I was very happy with it, and uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Unbelievable, um, <laughs> unbelievable. Um, and then if we want to talk about Spurs, um, I mean, obviously in the first half, uh, scoring the goal, we can talk about the goal. Um, you want to talk about the goal? Yeah, I mean, in case you can't tell, the game just finished, so we're just kind of going off the cuff, just kind of you know going through the game, kind of talking about what we noticed. Um, the, I, I, mean, we, I mean, sure. Let's talk about the goal, the stupid goal. Um, go ahead. All right. No, I was just one. All right. So first of all, Harry Maguire gets roasted. I don't know what happened with his, uh, little, uh, with his foot. So well, I can, I can the, tell uh... you, I think, I think he, he, he was running and then he decides to turn and look at the defender and get caught square, which is like, you know, the first thing that they tell you not to do. Because if you're caught square and someone takes off on you, you then have to turn and start running to catch up with them um, instead of already being in position to just, you know, accelerate alongside them. Um, and uh, he, for some reason, got turned around and he's, let's just say, not the quickest defender in the world. Um, his pace is definitely not one of his uh, strong suits, I would say, um, even though he's strong, good in the air, not the fastest guy. Um, but, uh, what I liked was, uh, one thing they showed after the game was when they showed the positioning of Victor Lindelof. And this is one reason why people, um, are, are sort of, sort of, even though like our, our, our defense has been pretty decent this season, um, and probably like one of the most improved parts of the team. Um, people are saying that, you know, is Victor Lindelof the right partner for Harry Maguire? Because... Lindelof should be making a covering run when he sees the Maguire's being caught out. He should be doing a little bit more to react and get in front, at least to put a little bit more pressure on Bergwijn before he fires off that shot. Now, of course, and I know we're going to get here, De Gea should be saving that shot. Like, no question. He should be saving that shot. He should be doing a lot better because it's straight at him. However, if the man taking the shot is under more pressure or the shot gets blocked, De Gea doesn't get put in that position. So it's... So it's put a, go ahead. So I was going to say, put a percentage on it. 60-40, uh, Okay, 30, so 70. if I had to put a percentage blame on Maguire, De Gea, and Lindelof and distribute it among them... Oh, you're even throwing Victor Lindelof. In. Oh, I'm going to throw Victor Lindelof chat. in here too, yeah. Um, I'll put Maguire's at 45% at fault because you shouldn't be allowing him to run through and if you hadn't gotten caught square you wouldn't have allowed him to run through you would have just kind of shut up shut the door on him um so i'm going to give you 45 percent. so that means i have what 55 percent left which means i'll give uh 30 percent i'll give 25 percent to lindelof and i'll give 30 percent to deja wow yeah okay yeah all right comedy is really bad really really poor goal to concede but great finish from uh steven bergwijn that was just his tactic, you know. He was sit back, sit back, sit back. You make an error, and boom, and done. boom, it's done. I've won more premierships 
than the other 19 managers combined. That's basically uh, what he was thinking in his head. I will never forget Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Don't worry. He had a, he, there are some points where he was really mad too, so don't even worry oh, about it. Oh, we'll get there. Uh, but uh, that was you know, mainly the first half. You know, I, both teams, what I thought was you know interesting, kind of the same way we were talking about fitness in the Arsenal-Man City game, you know, both teams still kind of trying to find their match sharpness. You know, they, they, I don't, I, again, I missed the game, so I don't know how they compared to the likes of City or Arsenal in terms of fitness. Uh, but in terms of sharpness and just finding each other in passing, I know we were talking during the game about how, like, come on, just run for it. Like, that's where the, you can tell that's where the ball is going to go. Just be, be there with the, you know, bite into the tackle. It's just, just trying to get back into the swing of things. Yeah. Um, A little hesitation, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, and I thought Spurs got into it quicker, but I thought United sustained it for longer um, in the game. Um, and so that kind of leads us into the second half. Um, Solskjaer making a couple subs uh, right after the 60th minute. Uh, Mason Greenwood coming on for a struggling Dan James. I really like the substitute. I actually called both of these substitutions. Um, I, I was very pleased with the with these two substitutions in particular. Mason Greenwood on for Dan James. And, of course, the big one, Paul Pogba coming on for Fred so that we can finally start to be, see the beginning of this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful partnership between him and new winter signing, Bruno Fernandez. That was very exciting. Uh, yeah, I mean, see, even for the likes of you, you were you were excited to see what was it, oh, what, yeah. what kind of what kind of chemistry was going to happen when they they came on the pitch. And I got to be honest, the second Paul Pogba came on the pitch, I felt like we looked a lot better. Like literally instantaneously, we looked a lot better. It seemed like there was more ideas going forward, more conviction, more energy. Everything about our attack was just so much better. And you know, within a few minutes of him coming on the pitch, well, I mean, when did when did the when was the penalty awarded? The eighty first minute. Okay, so, so okay, so about twenty minutes. So about twenty. So about twenty minutes in. I mean, well, actually, in the first in the first minute of him coming on the pitch, he almost scored. If he had taken the shot on, if he mm-hmm. had taken the shot on, he was in position to score, and he almost set Bruno Fernandez up with that with that first pass in the in the box. So it was uh, it was it was really nice to see from him. Um, very lively, like you said, he was trying to. Uh, what was the what was the phrase that you used about Paul Pogba? Put the team on his back. Yeah, this is again it's something that I mean. A lot of people again. I'm not saying that his agent doesn't say a lot of stupid crap. I'm not saying that he couldn't come out and shut his agent up. But at the end of the day, man came to us when we didn't have Champions League football. Man's put in a lot of very committed performances, especially when we've been down and we haven't been very good put the team on his back on more than one occasion. And I think he did it again today. And so I think he gets a lot of unfair criticism. And I want to give him a shout out for a fantastic performance today when he came on for the last 25 minutes of the game. Uh, Jesse Mourinho was still right. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Jesse Mourinho was uh, probably seething that uh, Paul Pogba was the one who, who got the penalty award. He's not going to sleep for a week. He's not. <laughs> uh, which is, yeah, anyway. Um, but, uh, you know, Spurs also making some subs, Steven Bergwijn coming off, Eric Lamella coming off. And that was actually a key thing that I thought you saw how tired Eric Lamella was because he had been absolutely all over the shop, uh, when he was on the pitch for the first 70 minutes of the game. But once Eric Lamella came off, I was like, I feel like Spurs are going to be a little bit more vulnerable. Um, because you know, they, they, they've, they've lost a force who has been working tirelessly to win the ball back and uh, being in really great positions when they do win the ball back. If he's not the one making the tackle, he's in a great position to win the ball back, hold it up and wait for his team to get forward. Um, so he had a 
fantastic game uh, in my opinion. Um, and uh, yeah, so once they came off, again, United really throwing the kitchen sink at them. Spurs sitting back a lot. Um, can we give a shout out before we get to our goal to Hugo Lloris for an absolutely oh, yeah. world-class game from him? Um, can't really blame the goalkeeper when it comes to not saving a penalty because the striker is expected to score. Like we've said, the XG on a penalty is somewhere in the neighborhood of 75%. So three out of four times the striker's probably going to score. So you can't really blame the keeper uh, for conceding a penalty. And he had a fantastic game, saving, phenomenal game, saving. I mean, and this is kind of why when we get to the when we get to the to the end here, Paul, you're going to hear me say I'm really irritated that United didn't win this game um, because even though we were down. For the majority of the game, if we look at the expected goals from this game, the quality of chances that United created gave us an XG of 1.77. Dang, you almost scored two goals. We all, yeah, exactly. And three of those were, two, there were two that had an XG of 0. 0.3, of more than 0. 0.3, and they mm-hmm. weren't penalties. It was Marcus Rashford's shot in the first half that was kick saved by Lloris. That had an XG of 0.37. And then there was Martial's shot, which you alluded to when we were talking about Eric Dyer playing center back, which was, you know, saved by that that sliding last-ditch tackle, um, which had an XG of 0.34. Both of which, those go in completely different game, but that's football. Sometimes you don't score. Sometimes defenders make brilliant tackles. Sometimes the goalkeepers make brilliant saves. uh, And that's just the name of the game. Um, I'm so sorry for your loss. Yeah, thanks, man. I know. It's really sad. Uh, 1.77. Unbelievable. That's why I was so... I was seething. I was I was seething when we were scoring. I was like, are you kidding me? And then, uh, of course, we get to the 80th minute. Paul, the sauce. The sauce is back. A1. 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 Paul barbecue. Pogba. Mm. <laughs> it's not barbecue. It's steak sauce, bro. <laughs> I know, I know. I know. You're hey, right. You're right. Paul, Paul Pogba um absolutely rinsing eric dyer if we're being honest i mean my goodness set him back was he a sport was he a youth player at spurs they come from somewhere can we get can we get some can we can we get eric dyer eric dyer i'm just gonna look this up real quick because i want to get this right when i banter him i Um, feel like uh didn't uh what's his name didn't jordan say he played for uh eric dyer wow wow do you know where he played before he went to Spurs? Sporting? Yeah. <laughs> I did not I'm freaking at know right that. Now. I did not freaking know he played for Sporting. Unbelievable. Well, the more you know. He even played there as a youth player. Wow. Yeah. And Everton on loan. Yeah. Huh. Look I didn't at that. know he played for Sporting. Well, send him straight back to Portugal. If uh, you want to <laughs> say that, you send him back well to done, Portugal. Well done. And then... Spurs were sat down by the man who came from Portugal, Bruno Fernandes, with a fantastic penalty, uh, sending Lloris the wrong way uh, and slotting it home beautifully into the bottom corner for a 1-1 equalizer. Um, No less than, in my opinion, as the XG stats show, United deserved from this game. Um, So, I mean, United threw the kitchen sink. Uh, You know, there was was a little bit more kitchen sink throwing at the end there, but uh, at the end of the day, match ends 1-1. Uh, both teams may be proud, probably disappointed, uh, dropping points. Uh, neither side really uh, opening up, either closing the gap on top four that they wanted or uh, extending the gap on those behind them that they wanted. Um, and, of course, keeping Arsenal in the race. 
Go ahead. Very Paul. apt. Very apt from the uh, the team uh, sponsored by Kohler to throw in the kitchen sink. Unbelievable. You've been waiting for that. You've been really waiting. I know you had that written down. He said that written down in his little notebook. He's like, oh, I'm going to use this one day. It's going to be great. Well, congratulations. Um, thank you. Thank you. I'm promised that won't be the last time I hear that. Um, that <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, that's one. Yes. Yeah. That's 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 one one. That's the game. That's deep fried for this week. I'm kind of exhausted, and I don't want to. I don't want to think about the fact that we just dropped points that's in our first game back in, game. In, in three months. So uh, with that, uh, let's move on to the news. We got a couple quick news things to uh, to talk about. So uh, let's hit into uh, chip specials. All right, um, Paul, before we get into anything, we get into any transfers or anything like that, Bayern Munich, shout out, as the new, rather not new, because, you know, they may have won it before, um, as the Bundesliga champions this season, as they were last season, the season before, the season before that, the season before that, the season before that, the season before that, and the season before that. That is, what, eight titles in a row, including this one? Yep. Pretty crazy. Yeah. Got to be demoralizing to be a club like Dortmund, right? To be like, yeah, there's, these are like our biggest rivals, but we've lost the title to them like eight times in a row. Like, that's got to suck. I get it. I get it. I chose Dortmund at the beginning of the season. <laughs> I know. I understand. Uh, yeah, congratulations to them. They're going to have all the nice beer there over there in Bavaria. Uh, lifting that that shield, right? Worst places you could celebrate, right? I mean, God. Oh it's... yeah, right. Yeah, gosh. Oh my God. <laughs> In Bavaria, what, what a <laughs> what a bad lifestyle. Oh wow. <laughs> I'm so upset. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, speaking of Bavarians, no, I'm just joking. I don't think he's Bavarian. But um, shall we get into the transfer news? Sure. While I look up where he's from, go ahead and talk about him. <laughs> um, uh, so I don't know if anyone saw this week, but big news. Chelsea have acquired Timo Werner from RB Leipzig in the Bundesliga. He's not Bavarian. He's from Stuttgart. Yeah, for sure not Bavarian. <laughs> I just wanted a good segue. I apologize. Um. But uh, so, yeah, they got him for about $53 million or, uh, no, sorry, euros or uh, 47 uh, million pounds uh, for, for our English listeners there. Um, and they used the buyout clause, right? That's why they were able to get him for so cheap or else on the open market. I mean, it's Timo Werner. He's probably going for, do you think he's going for over 100K or that's too much? What, salary? No, oh no, for sure salary. No, I mean a uh, uh, hundred million. My bad. 100 oh, hundred million. million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, if he didn't have the release clause, hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. It's a steal. So yeah, so Chelsea. hundred K, uh, and I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, no, sorry, hundred million. Whoa, <laughs> hundred million. Um, so Chelsea making big moves already, trying to get over this. Uh, you know, they weren't be able to spend big last summer, but now they uh, are able to spend big. Frank's getting Timo Werner. Don't know exactly how he's going to slot in. Do you think he's just going to be an out-and-out striker for them? 
Well, what I like about him is he can play, you know, interchangeably along the uh, along the front line, and I I think that's that's something that they like um, that Lampard's going to use add a little bit of uh, you know, dy- add a little bit of dynamism, not dynamic, yes, dynamism uh, to that to that forward line. Definitely not something that they have currently in the strike force as much as you know people like to talk about Tammy Abraham. I don't think he'd fare very well as a right winger. Um, if he had to interchange there during the game, just because he lacks the attributes to be an effective right winger, it's nothing against him. It's just it's not in his skill set, um, even though he's a good finisher. Um, so uh, Timo Werner, pace, flexibility, quality, clinical, great signing on the cheap. Yeah, uh, I'm now sad to say I can't be his fan anymore. Uh, yeah, it because is, uh, he's a Chelsea player. It is. And, uh, it uh, is unfortunate. Yeah, I. Yeah. Uh, it's, gonna I hurt. it's gonna hurt to see him in that blue. Yeah, I gotta say. True. Um, speaking of blue, and speaking of Germans. Um, wow, segue. <laughs> yeah, Leroy Sané um, rejected the uh, uh, reject signing a contract extension today with Manchester City. Um, Big moves. He's obviously wants to leave. Uh, I think Byron's in the running for him. That would be a deadly lineup. Uh, I just that that was the biggest kind of big news for today. Um, and you know, I like talking about Germans and football, so I wanted to bring those two up. Any thoughts on Leroy Sane? Yep. Uh, it's. Uh, I mean, he's been like you said, he's been out for a while. Um, facing injury. Don't really, uh, don't really blame him for uh, for wanting to try a new challenge, especially with you know, Man City having the likes of uh, of Sterling at left wing. You know, is, is Sane really going to displace Sterling on a consistent basis? Probably not. Um, Bayern Munich want him. Bayern Munich have won eight Bundesliga titles in a row. I get really it. I get it. Several worst places you could go uh, in Europe uh, and still be playing in a top quality team. So uh, yeah, I mean, I don't blame him. I think it's a good move for him if it goes through. And uh, yeah, wish him all the best. Uh, glad I don't have to see him anymore in the Premier League. So uh, yeah, because he's not coming to United. So I, if he's not coming to United, sure? he's taking the Premier League. Then uh, you know, whoa, we gotta deal with him. So yeah. That's fair. Are you sure though he's not coming to United? That'd be crazy. I am pretty confident that City's not going to sell one of their best young players to United. Yeah. No, for sure. <laughs> uh, I completely agree. He's probably going to Bayern, um, which would be crazy. Like I said, uh, or Juventus for some. <laughs> he's going to end up at Juventus. It's going to be. It's just going to be. It's unfair. like the kind of deal that you'd be surprised that Juventus is not in for. I think it's probably exactly. because there's a fee associated with it, but like you know. I know you're absolutely right. They they like to get players on the free, mm-hmm. uh, very strategically. Got to got to give it to them for that. Yeah, that's uh, that's all the news I had uh, for today to talk about. I just wanted to get them in real quick because those are the big things before the Premier League started. Cool. Um, and now that the Premier League has restarted. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So uh, we'll be back. We'll be back with uh, some more coverage of uh, you know not just the Premier League, even though we talked talked a lot of Premier League this week. Uh, we'll be back with coverage of La Liga, Serie A. You know. Whatever the big game is, tons of football to come. So uh, we'll be back. We'll be back with uh, with that. But um, before we before we before we sign off, uh, I think we can play a quick game of twenty questions. I'll make it quick. I promise. All right. Uh, and uh, with that, we'll head into the trivia championship. All right, Paul. Let the questioning begin. All right, so as everyone remembers, I have 15 seconds to ask a new question. 
uh, or I lose a question. Is that correct, Raul? That is 100% correct. All right. So uh, is this a current player? No. Is this a current manager? Uh, is he... No. All right. Uh, did this player uh, retire in the past five years? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, did this player play in the Premier League? No. Did this player play in the uh, in La Liga? No. Did this player play in Serie A? Yes. All right. Uh, did this player play in uh, no Bundesliga? No. Okay. Um, did this player play for Juventus? No. Did this player play for Napoli? No. Did this player play for AC Milan? No. That's 10. Does this player play did this player play for Inter Milan? Yes. Okay. Uh Oh my gosh, I don't know. I don't know too many Inter Milan players. Uh, is this uh, player Argentinian? Yes. Is this Paul uh, Zanetti? Yes. Is it Zanetti? Awesome. Perfect. Fantastic job, <laughs> Paul. It was short, sweet, quick. You got to it. You got there in the end eventually. I was really kind of. I was as always. I was getting kind of worried, but uh, you found. No, I, the, got I got it. I got it. You found it. the. <laughs> can't make it too easy on yourself. Found the correct line of questioning, and of course, you found the gold at the end of the rainbow. That is a point for you, and of course, nobody else because you're the only one who came on this week. So perfect. <laughs> uh, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta tally it up. We gotta make sure we're keeping yeah. track. And uh, I gotta get you some trivia too yourself. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I need to get in on the action. All I do is just sit here and question you all. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll get me in. We'll get me in on the action at some point. It's just kind of unfair if I make the questions and then also answer them. So. No. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> this was fun. This was fun. Awesome, man. Awesome. Thanks for coming on. Uh, and thank yeah, you man. all so much for uh, joining us this week. As always, um, the music you have heard this week is provided by our friends at Purple Planet Music. You can check them out at purple-planet.com. Yep. Uh, and Paul, you can tell them where to find us on social media and on the internet. Yeah. Follow us at Cheeky Chip Chat on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, that's at Cheeky Chip Chat, one word, um, except for on Facebook. <laughs> there's spaces on facebook spaces on facebook um, yeah uh and then uh on uh, cheekychipchat.com and you can follow my new personal account plugging myself here uh Rahul, at uh cheeky paul uh cheeky underscore paul uh on twitter uh i'll be live tweeting some games here and there i'm uh, putting out some really fun polls so that will be um that yeah follow us at cheeky chip chat i like it i like it man Awesome. Uh, Well, again, thank you all for tuning in. And as always, we hope that you chips will keep it cheeky until we chat next time. Take care.